Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. It is The Core Report. The Core Report with Black Broadway. We out here every weekday, live at five on Instagram Live, on your iTunes, on your Spotify, anything you need, period. We wear everything is streaming at, and we speaking the truth over here, y'all. Listen, there's no other headline to go into, so I'm not going to go into that. I will preface this by saying this, though. I started this show in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak as a way to exchange information amongst us to keep us connected as a community throughout social distancing, whatever that was meaning at the time. Now, who thought that this show would transform into a vehicle to communicate vital information to protesters, to people who are out there actively struggling for freedom, and to people who are currently in the process of being incarcerated, just getting in, just getting out, going to court, having to deal with all the fallouts and repercussions of this entirely insane moment in time. So let's get right to it. Last night, the police department in Washington, D.C. was mobilized to an extremely unnecessary capacity in order to handle an extremely minuscule problem, if, if you could consider it that. If we have First Amendment rights in this country and we're allowed to protest and we're supposed to be allowed to go here and say what we want, blah, 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 blah. When they impose curfews, that is the end of that alleged right. That's it. When they, when they declare your assembly unlawful, you are now an outlaw. That's it. I mean, I don't understand why people think it's very difficult for the police. Again, the police. We have to be very clear. The police department can flip the switch on us at any moment in time. When they decide the protest is not peaceful, that's when it becomes an unpeaceful protest. When they decide that it's time to go home, that is when it's time to go home. These are arbitrary decisions. What the fuck is a 7 o'clock curfew in the city of Washington, D.C.? And just to be very, very clear, it's not a 7 o'clock curfew on certain parts of Wisconsin Avenue or certain parts of Connecticut Avenue. No, people are going to fucking CVS and they're doing whatever they want to do unmolested. And you have to understand that these are strategic things. The thing that the D.C. police did last night with mobilizing helicopters to fly like five, six stories above people. This is this is cowardice. This is cowardice. B. This is not necessary. There are there is no armed insurrection going on in the streets. I'm sorry. I do not want to in any way, shape or form diminish the accomplishments or the contributions of the people that are out there in the streets protesting, but there is not an armed conflict going on in the streets. This is not a war. This is not even the Los Angeles riots of 1992. They called in the Los Angeles riots. They called in the National Guard in the Los Angeles riots after 63 people lost their lives. Come on in, B. Let me bring you in right now. I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to get my guest right on. You know what I'm saying? My man B was right in the mix. Right in the mix, document and everything. I'm spreading this information. Hey B, what's up, fam? Where you at, man? You in the field? Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I'm just getting out of uh, Virginia's for World Four, and I'm gonna go vote, and then I'm gonna go down to the protest again. You know, that shit was insane. Yes, they were not letting nobody congregate, nobody protest anything. Speak up louder. I'm right here. So they weren't let. They weren't letting anybody protest. No, it was just push, push, push. Anybody's walking, anybody stand still. Back. Bam. Back. So what? So if you're if you're down there, then basically you're coming down there to be pushed by the police. Mm-hmm. Like helicopters <laughs> are, we're saying helicopters are flying really low in Chinatown, pushing with their dust, pushing people away. Wow. They have people doing the flashbangs, doing the rubbers, throwing up the gas, and just the direction just people just flock away. Wow. You literally feel like you were turning on the lights, you know, and just push. Right. Just to just to scare and scatter people. Did you feel like there was any organized element down there that was prepared to put up any organized resistance to those tactics by the police? No, I feel like they were just already ready to just push. They were right. But there was no, was there any pushback? Was there people that was like, fuck that, you know, we're organized and we're not, we're going to hold this ground or hold this position? Yeah, and, and you got hit with the force that you expected. So exactly. You so my point is that there was no, there, there was no real resistance that could have challenged the, the, the police force out there. There's no voice, you know. I was right. Silly, man. What the fuck? Did any, did, was, the cop, was the chopper necessary? No, 
at all. <laughs> a whole chopper, bro. A whole chopper. The, the, the wind, I can see the wind in the middle of Chinatown game push, pushing people away. That's how bad it was. That's crazy. So they were going to land a helicopter in the middle of 7th and H to yeah, stop man, people from... To stop people from peacefully protesting. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's another thing. That's another point. I, did you ever make it at any point in time during your documentation? Did you ever make it anywhere close to the uh, White House or anything like that? So I strategically parked on Madison 10 so I can have a couple of places to, to walk to. Mm-hmm. I can not hit either one, man. The closest one I got to was uh, Chinatown, like I said. But then I went down to Pennsylvania, and it was super. The lights were off and everything. Like, literally. It's nuts. Like, they weren't get, like, nah, you can't come here. Type of thing. Listen, you can't even get anywhere. I, the last I heard, the police line is now on K Street, okay? K Street is far from Pennsylvania Avenue if you're anywhere, if you're familiar with the D.C. landscape. Let me ask you this, because this was an extremely dangerous situation that I don't know if you were anywhere close to. Yo, were you anywhere close to that situation on 15th and Swan? No, I was not where the people got held down. Yeah. Uh, nah, but I kept hearing it, you know. It was chatter, people moving around. It was a lot of heavy police activity. Like, it was, it literally looked insane. Like, there was, like, smoke and everything coming from the hills, from fucking the courthouse. Courthouse was insane, too. It's crazy. This is, and this is. police coming down through the smoke, like some movie, hollow, sleeping hollow shit. How, yo. You're, I know your footage because my man B is one of the best documentarians in the whole city, in the whole game. You and my man Glenn, G2 Esquire, I know y'all got great footage. But what, I'm, what I'd like to say, and then I'm going to let you go because I know you got to vote and get back to your things. Yo, yeah. the tactics and the knowledge that we're going to need of our landscape, of our area, is going to be extremely important because this thing is moving like a military occupation. This is not anybody even seeing it. Yeah, this is not a response to violence. This is an occupation. Mm -hmm. I hear you, B. Hey, B. Look, stay safe out there, family, and bring us them images, man. Bring us that so we can get a a look at our our, our land, get a lay of the land, man. See what they're doing out here. All right? Love you, bro. Peace, man. Love you, bro. My man. Boom. That's my brother right there, born all conflict. Listen, I got a really sharp young brother on the line right now. My man, the black grandeur, my man K. Listen, I'm about to just hit you with the ad because I want you in here. You know what I'm saying? I know how to request people now, man. Listen, this is the conversation. This young brother is a very sharp young brother right here. This is one of my favorite Yo, peace, dudes. Peace. Peace, 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 God. How are you? You know what I'm saying? This I'm one of, man. One of my favorite young men from ever. And... There's a very smart individual here, and something that we all have been noticing here during the Knowledge Tool is that this is a coordinated strategic effort to occupy our space. This is not a response to thugs and hooligans. They didn't bring the National Guard because niggas looted Walgreens or because we went out here and fucking hit up the Montclair store. Trust me, those assets are easily replaceable. This is an occupation. Those those are insured. Those are heavily insured. Talk to me about how you see this, brother, man, and what you're seeing on the ground, man. What I'm saying, honestly, brother, and I can't hold you. I haven't even been outside. I have not went to a protest. There's I no need. Been downtown. Don't sacrifice and yourself to these pigs that way. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, listen. And what I'm doing is I'm sitting back and I'm studying. And right. what a lot of us not doing, because most of us are really caught up in how we feel, Emotion. right? Emotion. We, we enraged. Emotion. We're seeing a lot of fuck shit. Mm-hmm. We've been disrespected. We've been brutalized. We've been disenfranchised. Like, we, I got adjectives for days. You and these are all very but, valid feelings. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so I'm not mad at everybody. And I think everybody is warranted to move how they've been moving. But what I think a lot of us got to do, and it has to be at least a group of us, we got to strategize. We got to think. Because you know what they got? I'm right here. I'm right here literally on Indiana Avenue. All right. The, the, the fucking police station, the headquarters is right headquarters, there. Headquarters, you know the court. Do? They got oh. a group of motherfuckers that's getting six figures to strategize on how to fucking suppress shit like this. Thank you. This is not... what the, These tactics are not secrets. They are fucking retired police officers that tour the fucking country. Yes. They fucking charge thousands of dollars. I'm talking about... It's a it's a pipeline. They yes. literally hire officers that retire. Yes. Pay them $20,000 to come in and do a two-week training on how to 
to suppress the urban crime environment. X, Y, Z, all of these fucking tactics that you see. Fam, what you think? shit. Those are military tactics, bro. This is what the fuck they do in Afghanistan when motherfucking militants over fucking crowd. Bro, over again, I've been making this point. I've been making this point on all the shows. The U.S. military, the U.S. military strategically has been training for urban warfare for over 30 years. Like, think about all these operations in major cities, Mogadishu, Aleppo, Syria, Baghdad, all of these are real cities. Paradigm in the 60s. Right. To right. urban enforcement. This is going from using 38 for little wooden clubs yeah. to fucking walking out with shotguns and AR-15s. And right? what we I'm telling you is this. And, and look. They have, they have continually grown. They, they have, right? We talk about militarizing police. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck we been there? We, why the fuck are we not using the same information? Because we could go find these PowerPoints little PDF documents. We can go find the motherfuckers who host this shit. You hear me? access all of this information to counteract that shit, but we so emotional right now that we not thinking strategically. Fam, let me tell you, if anybody, this is a perfect time. I understand, but you gotta think, man. Some of us gotta think. Look, brother, you hitting all the point, and I thank you because you one of the young brothers that's on the front line, fam. Like, you me 10 years ago. I'm still young, but I'm, man, you got the youth youth. And you right out here and you're thinking strategically because we cannot afford to sacrifice soldiers like you. Let me tell you, you can get lost in the criminal justice system in America, bro. You do not want to go to 1901 D Street as a political prisoner, Jack. You don't have to see a phone. You don't have to see a lawyer. You don't have to receive justice. These are, we have tactics out here. We have to be thinking about how to strategically position ourselves to defend ourselves. We are under attack. We are not doing the attacking. There was behind the wall. We unprepared. There was at no point in any of these protests. We don't have resources. We don't got capital. At no point in any of these protests was there a plan to take a city building. All of these guns, all these uniforms behind those, behind all of that shit. All those resources are simple-minded motherfuckers. Thank you. They follow directions. They follow right, they instructions. Follow direction, just like how they're supposed to. Exactly. They get paid every two weeks how they're supposed to. Exactly. What you do, all right, you wrap your mind around Boom. it. You understand what motivate them. I love that. They understand what motivate us. They understand uh, how we move. Yes. Decisions we going to make. They got psychologists on these fucking passports. All types of shit, bro. They know. Why do you think some of these strategies, there's literally a tier for what they do when they need to do it. Yes. And what the reaction should be or should not be. There is a like, very... way deeper than what the fuck people There's saying. a very like, clear... crazy. And it's supposed to, because that's the shock value. Look, okay, the there is a very clear... You so your ass can run home. There is a very clear sequence of events that go on when a place is being occupied. When a territory is being occupied, there is a very clear sequence of events. It starts with psychological operations, then it begins with... Then it comes into physical fucking space occupation. It comes into chaos and... Di- and disruption. I've been, psych- I've been a psychological attack every fucking day. Exactly. So, like, so think about it. Our, our neighborhoods like, have been, uh, listen, our neighborhoods have been under psychological attack for decades, perhaps centuries. Our, our economy. People not even in good health to be out here. Why our economy, right. Our economy, like, our, on, bro, our economic base, our thing. economic base as a community has been destabilized for decades. Our health, our people's core physical health and well-being has been compromised for decades. So at the end of the day, we are very right for what they would call an invasion. This is an invasion. This is an invasion. We live in Washington, D.C., so we getting to see an invasion on a scale that's very actually symbolic. All of this shit right here that's happening is very symbolic. This, There's no reason for a chopper to be floating through Chinatown. Okay, the the resistance, the resistance that's in the streets at this current moment in history is not befitting of a helicopter floating through Gallery Place. It's not befitting of truckloads of National Guardsmen. However, that jet jet fuel and that fucking chopper, those are tax dollars. Thank you. They just burnt. They just burnt five hundred k. Literally paying for our oppression. They just burnt five hundred k. I said that yesterday. We we have funded. We're financing our oppression. We have funded the oppression. And the thing about it is that one thing that America and this capitalistic system does allow you to do, even though you unknowingly are funding your oppression through paying the tax dollars, et cetera, et cetera, you can't arm yourself and you can educate yourself. You can't protect yourself. People are not 
out here. You are not in a position to attack. We are not in a position to attack organizationally. I am attacked. It is my right to protect myself. We, and a lot of us, we are going the same rounds. They, they got guidelines. Thank they got you. Procedures. Thank when you. When they need to use deadly force. There you go. You know, whatever. There you go. Right. There are guidelines. And we have the same ethos. Okay. Same. There are literally laws because I can show you classes. I can find PDFs. I can find PowerPoints that legally guide citizens. On how to defend themselves, how to arm yourself. There are so many in every rights. jurisdiction in this great land. Since 2013, you every district resident, if you don't have a fucking mental disease, disability, or a fucking record, you could go Damn. get a pistol. What you say? You could Yo, Brittany and, said it's funny, and, and like you just I could, said, I could walk around in DC with two ounces of weed in my pocket and a pistol, and I'm legal. Illegal, legally, you know what I'm saying? That's a mind fuck. Yes, and and people, but and here's the like, but here's like, the what? thing. Think but, about but this. Yeah. And that's that, not even a point. That's just that's just to show you how absurd it is. Like how exactly like backwards this country is, right? Shit like that. Like their whole point. But the point being is you can use all of these resources for good. Right? Absolutely. You know, ain't nobody saying you gotta go out and get a, a get a pistol and start a war, but you can protect yourself, right? You can protect you know yourself. You know what they got? You what? can go to fucking Nevada, you go to Arizona, you go to New Mexico. What do they have? They got fucking militias down on the border. Stopping fucking uh El Chapo and his people, My you know man. what I'm saying, from coming running through their backyards and running through their fucking farms and shit. You are touching what, on why? some very. There is no, there are no laws preventing anybody anywhere that I'm aware of. I got to do the research tonight, but we can fucking stop militias. We got yeah. our fucking yeah. rights, and, and we can exercise organizations that we can form, just like our kind of. Let me tell you something. Like nothing, nothing, nothing will be, nothing will be more fiercely them. resistant. All done for. All got to do is applications. Okay. Get your capital together. Get your mind right. Look, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let you go because I know you out in the field and you making it happen. I want you to yeah, be safe in, out there, too. I'm in, yeah, I'm in line to vote. They all looking at me like I'm crazy. Hey, that's this. Hey, that's peace. Tell them turn into the core report on Black Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Nah, listen. Hello to DC, y'all. Exactly. But at the same time, listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let it go. Yes, sir. Bro, we are all in a position as individuals to connect, organize our networks and really come together to make a stand for ourselves. And I want you to know that nothing in the history of anything we've ever done in this country will be more dangerous to us. Organizing is the most organizing is the most dangerous, most revolutionary act that we could possibly commit. Don't go down down to the White House and scream at these niggas. Have a meeting and see what the fuck happens, all right? Now, have a most meeting. Most of us are already wild, because you know why? Most of us are already educated. I didn't broke. I didn't broke so many barriers and fucked they plan up. Organize. Organize. Right. Organize. I got more than one. And how many people in DC? This is probably this is a organize uh, a, a cesspool of educated black motherfuckers. And we organize any, any fucking and, race. And listen, right? if we organize, you sit that's down and terrifying. This is an intellectual city. Sixty percent of the people here got a fucking bachelor's degree. Boom. Right? Why are we out here looking like like a bunch of emotional shit? high schoolers? Yo, you know peace, family. I love you, brother. Be safe, man. I love you too, bro. Get your vote on, I'm man. Peace. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yo, again, like I said to y'all, the most revolutionary act you can commit out here is to organize. Have a fucking meeting. Listen, the, the death of this entire aggression is going to be when they bring this, when they visit this upon the average taxpaying citizen. When they start visiting this upon the black hamlets, the liberal hamlets of the world, when people really start organizing and defending what they hold most dearly, which is their family. Listen, people are down for the destruction of this American system. People have been anticipating it. There are many, many factions that want to see this happen, from Antifa to the Tea Party to all kinds of different movements. They are interested in chaos and destruction. What we are interested in is defense and self-preservation and human rights. We do not have to be a part of that conversation. Again and again and again, I say the system is incapable of reforming itself. It will have to be dismantled and replaced. If people are not organizing around that particular set of thoughts, then we're really having the same conversation over and over and over again. We cannot demand justice from a system that is not even equipped to, to present us with justice. Listen, there is no justice in jail. I, I'm, tr I'm here to let you know. I've been through it all and ain't no justice in jail. Ain't no fair. Ain't none of that. You will not. It, I told my son this earlier. 
Look, there will be no letters from Birmingham jail in 2020. There will be no martyrdom that is just so egregious that the world is just moved in order to, you know, stop it. The only way that's going to happen is if the government initiates it. The government will initiate this. I'm telling you, when the government starts letting artillery fly on American citizens, then the rubber will meet the road and we will see who's about what. If I'm not of the opinion that America is filled with police and police officers that will turn their guns on the very same people that they interact with on a daily ha- basis. I don't see that happening. I don't see the American military, which is mainly comprised of black and brown and lower class, um, pardon me, and lower class whites. I don't see them. I don't see them doing that. I don't see that. Of Americans died thousands. We are not in a position to really allow that to happen again. We can't let that happen again. We can't do it. We don't have the population to spare. Birth rates are down, in case anybody's paying attention. That shit is real. People are out here really emoting right now and not understanding that because while you're having this outward display of emotion, which is cool and understandable and totally warranted, there are forces, literal, like ground forces, being put into place to hold physical positions that will impact your life forever. We already have the language. We already have the, the, the template there. Social distancing already exists. COVID already exists as a pretext. It's really ridiculous, people. You don't have an opportunity to pick and choose the side you're going to be on anymore. Let me bring in Mimi P. Green real quick, because that's my OG co-host. And I know she has lots to say, lots to drop about this, having been in the field, up and down, sideways. Mimi, what's happening, love? How you feeling? Hey. You masked up? We still got to stay safe from COVID. How about that? Look, I got to. I mean, like, as a black person in America, I've always had to stay safe from You did. This mask ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've been masked up. We've been saying safe from the cooties since forever, baby. We got to hold it down. Exactly. Talk about it. Exactly. So, So, Mimi, do you think that Right now, the military force that's came and occupied our city and so many other cities across the country is an appropriate, in-kind reaction to the civil unrest that's being kicked up by our protesters and our our uh, our freedom fighters, so to speak. No, I mean I don't think it's. Uh, <laughs> no, this is just, it's just an easy answer. Absolutely not. You didn't go down. You didn't go to World War Three the other day, then. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to... It, it will be World War Three because of the sensationalization that this president is creating. I yes. mean, quite frankly. Absolutely. I was down there yesterday. It was completely peaceful until the president incited it. Bam. So were you down him. there at the moment when they decided to clear Lafayette Square Park? I had just left. So actually, what's interesting, mm. and I have a video, I left about six o'clock mm-hmm. and as i was going down i guess that was uh k street as i'm going down k street all of a sudden all these tanks are coming right and so i stop and i just record one because legally i had to let them go right but two because i'm like what the heck is going on so now tank. i know what that was about right. I, I, by 6 30 I was supporting black businesses at Saber Food Hall. Shout out to that. <laughs> Shout out to my man Arlott over there, Little Minor Taco, whole gang. Little Minor Taco is delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncaged Chefs. All that. Um, all crew. that. I love it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was yesterday after, uh, when the violence erupted. But it right. was so shocking. Right. Because it was 30 minutes after I had left. And how many so people were there? First of all, you said it was completely peaceful. There, I mean, were there water bottles being thrown? Was there like not even, not even that, huh? Bro, no, not even At that. Most, much. you know, somebody may have done a, a quick little firework or whatever. You know, one of them fake small ones. Exactly. At one point, just and I just want know, to be clear for anybody that's listening to this that thinks that going down there and lighting fireworks is some type of fucking revolutionary action. It's not. Not That's fucking stupid. stupid. And my concern, I'm not going to lie, is that a lot of people are out there to have something to do. Yes. Um, That is the... the, Mimi, the boredom of COVID has amplified a certain element's participation in this 
tenfold. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, you know, just keeping it completely funky, the only reason why I was down there was for work. I have decided <laughs> as a black American, I'm not protesting. Mimi, we've, we've been, been to every protest imaginable. We've yeah. been to every protest imaginable. Yes. Nobody and, you know, can ever tell me I ain't been to motherfucking protests. Exactly. And and so when I'm encouraging, I am encouraging my white friends and my Latino friends to be out sure. there because sure. that that is the the people that they need to see. And the you have a lower probability of getting shot, which keeps absolutely. everybody safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> which keeps you everyone know, so, safe. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it will help particularly because the military has indeed invaded this is the nation's capital yeah. and other major cities. Yeah, we're under. Um, you know that uh, Trump has commandeered the um, the police force, as the president has a constitutional yeah. right to do. The My president God. has a, co- a right to commandeer the Washington, the MPD, for up to yep. forty eight hours at a time, and he's done yep. that. Did you hear? I know. Again, on your local beat, have you heard about Arlington's police force withdrawing their officers? from the Lafayette Square situation because they felt it was unnecessary and dangerous. Yes. So mm -hmm. I've heard bits and pieces of it. And from what I'm understanding, first of all, Virginia has been, the the Commonwealth of Virginia has been going hard when it comes to a lot of the policies here recently. If you look at what they were doing with COVID, Mm -hmm. um, they're looking out for the black and brown people there. And so in that regard, I give kudos to them. I'm not a big fan of the Commonwealth. And I mean, listen, we are Washingtonians. We all play yeah. that shit. <laughs> um, just sitting behind a Virginia. Yeah, team, straight up. <laughs> you know but what I'm saying? I, but at the end of the I day, that, I found that to be very surprising. And I found it to yeah. be indicative of, again, something that I want to discuss with you even. This is like my main point. The military of the United States and the police departments, by and large, of the United States are not composed of people who will willingly up automatic weapons at citizens of the United States. No, they will not. I mean, I think I heard that when you said that earlier, and I thought that was a great point. They, oh, what we're going to see in mm-hmm. the beginning mm-hmm. is a lot of people just bowing out mm-hmm. uh, gracefully from their roles as police. Uh, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of that online. People have quit at police departments in mass. That shit is incredible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and the thing is, it's not as easy to do so in the military. Mm -mm. But we're going to start seeing that next. True. Um, But I think the military, those guys are a little bit, not so much independently minded, but I think that their training and their their orientation is to attack enemies outside of the United States of America. I don't believe that, you know, in the armed forces, you're trained to attack, you know, citizens. No, it's to protect American citizens. You're, you're here to protect um, American citizens. You know, citizens. and there's going to be people, there's gonna be people okay. challenging it. We're going to get tons of whistleblowers. I'm ready for the whistleblowers because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to get a tons of those. We're we already are. getting them. We are. We're already getting people tipping uh, you know, us off that that people are. Uh, I, yo, have you peeped that, Mimi? There has been some of that. People have been tipping yeah. people off, like, yo, we're being deployed here, there. Like, if they don't think that's going to happen, I'm gonna tell you, Mimi, our role as journalists, like, information is power in this, yo. Yeah. The more you know, we gotta know Absolutely. about the movements. We gotta let our people know about the movements. If we have Absolutely. to get somewhere safe, we gotta be able to know where it's safe. Who is safe? Who with exactly. us? Who ain't with us? Yo, did you do a story about the guy on Swan Street? Did you do anything about Swan Street? So I I didn't go down there. I sent somebody else down there. But yo, all I can say about what happened over there is that's a perfect example of how Americans are going to look out for one another. Absolutely. That's a perfect that is, example. That's what I want to see. That's, that's what we're going to see. That's what that's I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. We're not gonna be out here like there's so many people who live in these communities and they don't maybe they don't look like us or anything like that, but like culturally, like there's gonna be a line drawn in the sand. Because now, look, I'm noticing even internationally, there's pressure on America, like, yo, y'all gotta chill, you gotta relax. Like, and when that international pressure comes, what I think the fallout of that can be and will be is 
America is now much more vulnerable to uprisings in other countries because they're spread oh, yeah. so thin militarily. You're fighting a whole entire civil war here. You're fighting yeah. a whole civil war here. Crazy. I mean, if you look at, and, and read some of these uh, national security blogs and things like that, people are already threatening us because there's so much unrest here. It, it's That's crazy. all they want to see. It's That's crazy. all they want to see. Mimi, and it so, can happen. It can Yeah. It, and the police is not the military. Once no. again, the police are not the military, yo. No, I mean, we, we gotta be real. The police are not a lot of things. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they, yo, we know who the police are. These are yeah. not the most intelligent, physically fit, fucking aggressive, yeah. independently minded members of our community at all. Yeah, yeah. They're just not. Exactly. I don't, exactly. ha- I don't hold yeah. that much fear of the police. I hold a lot more fear and trepidation about the system and what the system is capable of doing to me, but not exactly. of the of a physical cop. I'll beat the shit out no. of a cop. You know what I'm saying? No. Cool. Only reason only reason why they have any sense of power is the gun. People always talk about the badge. Right, the badge and the gun. Mm-hmm. The best, you know, but you're right. Let's get down itself. to it. It is the gun. It is the gun. The badge <laughs> itself gives them the power and and the intellectual boost, but yes. they're drugs that do that for people. Yes. The a badge gun? is like the, it's like a drug. It's like the, it's like yeah. the, it's like the weeds you get to get high. It's like the dust they hit to get high. They put exactly. on that badge and it's like, ooh. That's that badge. But then That's that gun that is really what allows you the, the latitude to function out here. Like I said, white people love to com- uh, consume all this media, but they never stop to think about what it really, really means. People love the wire. Look, one of the biggest things McNulty ever said on The Wire is that being a police in America is like the biggest dictatorship because you can lock a motherfucker up or you can let a person go. You can send your yeah. whole day busting ass writing tickets or you can spend your whole day sitting under a bridge drinking. It does not yeah. matter. You have that much latitude and that much power. And empowering the police in that way is going to be the undoing of this country. Absolutely. I mean, and we've done it. We've done it. We've mm-hmm. already done it, and that's why we see the undoing. Yep, you yep. look at somebody like uh, the McGregories, who uh, Gregory, um, uh, who who killed Amar Aubrey. Aubrey. Yes, and you look at you, he was a police officer. That was he police that privilege. Power. That was definitely police privilege, right there. He that felt like he had the right privilege. to kill. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and I just look every day at the amount of officers black, white, and in between who do stupid things, who abuse their power. I, you know, I was accused You know what they say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So if you, when you get too much juice, you tend to act crazy. I mean, that's kind of everybody. That's human nature. And the way that the police... Shakespeare showed us that. Thank you. (laughs) You And the way that the police have been empowered in our society is ultimately dangerous. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. The police are a liability. The police are a liability to this system. They are meant to protect this system and its assets and its property and keep its citizens safe. When the police do dumb shit like kill people arbitrarily and, you know, incite violence and things like that, the system has to suffer because of that. They have to pay the cost because of that. They can afford yeah, to absorb it. and that's why we have cover-ups. I mean, Thank these, you. These, what's so sad is that these are the only stories that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many that we forget. I mean... So many that weren't caught on film. So many yeah. that, you know, that just resulted in an acquittal and that's it. Mimi, you were a victim of police brutality just last year. Just a year ago. Just last year. Just last year. I I could not believe this shit when Mimi came in and showed me these bruises that she received at the hands of the MPD. Yeah. Yeah. And see, my thing is, you know, a lot of people I talked to afterwards, and I realized I was ignorant to how to deal with police officers. I shouldn't have had to be quiet. I shouldn't have had to put my head down, but Unfortunately, that's what you got to do. And, you know, looking at... And then the, and nothing video, ever came of that, Mimi. Was that officer ever reprimanded or anything of that nature? What, did, never. But I also didn't report it. Um, what you, you going to do, right? I could have. Yeah. I, 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 did the, I did my um, police report, but what do you do after that? What you tell and the police? Yo, that, the police did something wrong to me? Who, who polices the police? Who, exactly. <laughs> 
I mean, and that's what even happened. You know, you could hear the people on the George Floyd video being like, who do I call? Who do I, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, somebody call the police on the police. That's yeah. a real thing, baby. That's a yeah. real thing. My wife gave me this. You know, Lynette is always on point with the literature, with the knowledge, right? She, she gave me this. She and while I'm on here, this is Wretched of the Earth by Franz Fanon. It's a very important uh, book. It's a very important book. All my scholars, all my real people who want to know why this is happening and how we can actually affect some mental change that can change this, read this book. Anyway, I'm going to read you this highlighted portion. I'm going to let you give your final statement on the police. I'm going to let you slide, baby. It looked like you made it okay. home. You made it home? I didn't. All I right. made it back up town. Yeah. We ain't <laughs> fucking with this curfew bullshit. So here we go. Oh, I'm going to read this and I'm gonna give you, I want you to give your final thought on this Babylon system. So okay. in the colonies, in the colonies, you know, the colonies that the Europeans set up, the official legitimate agent, the spokesperson for the colonizer and the regime of oppression is the police officer or the soldier. In capitalist societies, education, whether secular or religious, the teaching of moral reflexes handed down to father or son, exemplary, the exemplary integrity of workers decorated after 50 years of loyal and faithful service, the fostering of love for harmony and wisdom, and those aesthetic forms of respect for the status quo instilled in the exploited a mood of submission and inhibition, which considerably eases the task of the agents of law and order. All that means yeah. is that we are taught to love the police. What do you think yeah. about that? I mean, come on. We, I, I still was, I'm still old enough, right, to remember Officer Friendly. No, what? We have been taught from the very beginning to love the police. And, you know, the thing is, is that we should. We should be able to. And yet, as black Americans, we absolutely cannot. Because cannot. unfortunately, they were taught from the very beginning of that fraternal order to hunt it's, black It's dangerous, people. Mimi. I know I'm not going to see you out there in Montgomery County taking no knees with the police and no bullshit like that. No. <laughs> I, know I'm, no. I know I'm not going to see any of that. You know what I'm absolutely saying? Absolutely not. We call it for I'm reform. I'm sorry to disappoint, but y'all not going to catch me slipping. I'm not that I'm not friendly. I'm blacking out, and I'm proud of you for not blacking out today. That we, is Hey, Mimi, we on the air every day. <laughs> yeah. Mimi, love you, girl, man. It's great to I see you. I love you so much. Thank you for checking uh, in on the Report Report. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me on. I cannot wait to see you. I'm so happy that you're doing this. And uh, we're going to get out strong on the other side of this. And oh, I we're hope going hard, man. We're going too. hard. Journalistic you, integrity. We out here. Got you. <laughs> I got this. You got <laughs> Love. That's my girl, man. BB, my co-host for life. Black Broadway podcast out here, man. The Core Report. Listen, as I've been saying just this entire podcast, I want us to all move past the space of the raw emotion of this. Because if you don't understand, man, we all are victims and are constantly victimized by trauma porn. They do this shit to us all the time. All we do all the time is watch ourselves get killed, get disrespected. All the media that we absorb is negative to our psyche. When the last time we talked about this, when the last time you picked up, watched the movie and the black guy with the gun was the good guy? Like those that what's that? That's bad boys. You know what I'm saying? That's a very specific movie franchise when black people with guns are the good guys. That's not a, an overriding theme in society. The whole entire theme of my show, of my whole mission, love ourselves, yo. Respect yourselves. Believe in yourself more than you believe in this system's capacity to give you some sense of yourself or to help you respect yourself. Yo, they don't they, they don't do that. There's no payoff in that for them. There's no, there's no payoff in the police treating us like human beings. There's no payoff in them giving us justice. So I'm not going down to the streets asking for it. I will definitely put myself in as many strategic positions to gain justice as possible. You can call it nonviolent. You can call it violent. Whatever you want to call it. Because there's all different types of violence. And I'm definitely about committing violence on this system. Like... This system deserves to be to have violence visited upon it. That's all it has visited upon its citizens for, for decades. That's all it's done, yo. That's all it's done is visit violence and injury and insult upon all of us. And we're taught to accept it and to love it. As a matter of fact, if we, re, if we respond to it with any kind of you know, rage, then we're considered to be unreasonable at that point. 
at that point, then we're supposed to be the people that need to be contained and need to be controlled. It's a very disturbing space to be in as a black person because it does make you kind of double think your actions. Uh, man, I'm always on my Twitter feed. There was a young lady who was um, who got locked up the other night in Atlanta, and uh, she spent 14 hours in the criminal justice system. And, you know, obviously she had never been locked up or anything before, but she was like, yo, I'm glad to be free. She's like, I don't even got my phone back yet, but I'm tweeting from the web, and I'm just got to tell y'all two, three things. Listen, people are more brainwashed than you think. There are so many people that are brainwashed and who believe in this system in a terrible, just very un unproductive way for themselves. Two, you don't have no fucking human rights in jail. There are no human rights in jail. There is no, you don't have no rights to shit when you're in jail. Welcome to my world. I could have told y'all that. I could have told y'all that several years ago. That's why I tried to avoid the who's guy with all my might. Because I know once they got me in there, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Donald Trump was literally in his dominate them phone call suggesting giving people 10 years. Try, let's try him quick and let's give him 10 years. You don't want to do 10 years in jail, G. You don't, want to, you don't want to go to a state penitentiary or a federal penitentiary, for that matter, for 10 years. You don't, you don't have that kind of time. And the fact of the matter is, is that they will do it. Ask Mumia. Ask Matulu. Ask Leonard Peltier. Ask any number of political prisoners all across this country and this world. They will do it. I just heard a story about a guy who was literally detained for seven years for a crime that he was acquitted of, and then they deported him. Guess what? They had this guy. This guy is like an Iranian, I believe. He was Iranian or Iraqi, one of the two. He was Iranian. Man, they had this man in jail in Louisiana for seven years for some trade secret violation shit. Imagine what kind of hell that was. Like, people think that hell is foreign jails and all of that. This, this is propaganda, people. We got some hells over here. Like, you don't want to go to Angola. You don't want... You don't want to find yourself in the clutches of the criminal justice system. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. That Geronimo, you don't want to spend three months in 1901 D Street waiting for trial. You don't want to do that. And I'm telling you, when you over there, that shit is different. All right? They're not playing with niggas. There are no human rights. Ain't no protesting. You know what I'm saying? You can protest all you want. We're going to motherfucking take you in this back room and beat you. Like, these... These are the things that, these are the people that we up against. This is the mind state that we up against. So we have to avoid being in their clutches. We have to avoid being trapped by all means. Me and my brother Kay, who was on earlier, we discussed this. We got to play this thing like chess. We are not pawns. We are not pawns, yo. We are power pieces. If we are, if you consider yourself a power piece, if you consider yourself an intelligent, free-thinking person, don't let them trap your body or your mind. Do not sacrifice your body for this system. They do not need any more martyrs. They don't need anybody. We have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that we could die. We have all had people who have lost their lives at the hands of law enforcement, at the hands of the unjust criminal justice system, at the hands of the unjust medical system, at the hands of the unjust educational system. We have all proven that we can withstand and absorb that violence. What kind of violence are we willing to give back? People only know one brand of violence, and that's not me. I, I, I know how to visit all kinds of violence on these motherfuckers. I'm with all of that. That's not... People only think violence is one thing. You know what I'm saying? People think it's just one thing, and it's not. There's a whole... There are so many other ways to protest. Man, shout out to my brother, Nate Perry. My man said, listen, big time protest. Snatch all your kids out of those D1 colleges. Snatch them out of them athletic programs. See what the fuck happened. You feel us? Like I said, the most dangerous thing we can do is organize. The most dangerous thing we can do is take an organized action. That is when, if we were taking organized actions and they started dropping bombs, or pardon me, excuse me, they, they already did that on the MOVE organization in Philadelphia in the 1980s. Do your research. But if they organized in this day, if they started attacking organizations that we hold dearly, that were really mobilized to defend us, trust me, there will be a lot more outcry and backlash than you think, yo. You gotta do this shit smart. 
it's cool. We can go outside. People going outside and protesting are mad. And I get it. I'm mad too. But I'm not I'm not fooled for I'm not fuel for this system. I've been that before. I was that when I was younger. They put me in all type of facilities or whatever just because, you know what I'm saying? I'm on papers. I I spent damn near my entire twenties under this criminal justice system supervision. For what? Just so they could profit off of me. Just so they could have me paying court fees and have me keeping these bit watches at the goddamn PO office employed because I got to come in there twice a week and piss. Listen, they we are fueled for this system. The second we withdraw our most valuable asset from the system, which is ourselves, therein lies the problem. That's when we get problematic. That's when there will be some very real organized actions taken to disrupt Anything that we take, anything that we do. Geronimo, what you say? I want black people to smarten up, strategize, and prepare during this time because there may be a plot twist coming regarding the, the case. Listen, my homegirl tweeted that the other day too. Listen, you think this is bad right now? Wait till they find that nigga not guilty. <laughs> wait till it wait till the verdict comes back and he's not guilty, buddy. That's yeah, it really doesn't matter at this point. Like, and I know that. There is no incentive by the Minneapolis state's attorney, coroner's office, or governor to see this man get the maximum penalty. What they do want to do, though, is stop this riot shit. They don't want to be in the spotlight for this no more, especially in the middle of this pandemic, while everybody and everything is trying their best to regain some sort of economic footing for whatever reason. I I can't even think of a reason that that would be a reasonable thing to do. But whatever. You know, if you guys think that's a good idea, do it. You know what I'm saying? Shit is crazy. But for me, I think that this economy needs to stay closed. I think that the boredom that has been produced by the closing of this economy has caused people to pay a lot more attention and invest a lot more emotion in this particular moment of civil unrest. This is not the Los Angeles riots of 1992. This is not wide-scale burning and looting, revolutionary change. This is not commandeering governor, govern, government buildings. This isn't the 60s or, you know, this isn't college campuses burning down to the ground or anything like that. This isn't that. This isn't an institutional attack. This is people emoting. And when people are emoting, this government, this president has chosen to respond to people emoting with the maximum amount of physical force. At least a show of it, because they have not really unleashed that iron yet. They haven't unleashed that iron yet. But when bullets start flying, it will be that this president has chosen to respond to this particular episode of civil unrest with the maximum amount of authority, with the maximum amount of force. And that sets a very dangerous precedent. The way he's spoken about it already has at least mentally justified a lot of people who exist in more obscure parts like Louisville, man. R.I.P. to man, Mr. Uh, David Mac... I'm sorry, I don't know the brother's name, and that's terrible, man. McAfee, David McAfee in Louisville, Kentucky. Big time rib spot, neighborhood superstar, great man from what everybody says, executed, left in the street. By the police, nobody can footage. Nobody can footage. It's crazy. You know, I mean, I don't think that people really understand that civil unrest, the civil unrest that is going to accompany this particular revolution or revolt or rebellion or whatever you want to call it, is going to be so severe. It's going to be so severe that there will be no mistaking it. And Unfortunately, the the people on the front lines of this thing will not be protesters with signs and water bottles. The the weapons that will be used will not be tear gas and, you know, like barricades. It's an extreme situation. Like, and right now, all these businesses that are boarding up, all of this life that's changing right in front of us. Yo, there it's not for it's not not for a reason. There are people that are very good um indicators 
who have very good indicators of what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're very aware. I remember when COVID started, and I noticed that, damn, man, Sephora bought it up immediately, like, before the shit even, you know, well, long before this. Like, this is, like, March, April, something like that, when Sephora was boarded, boarded up, you know? It's crazy. What you say, G, the this, this supercharged religious right? You know, oh, yeah, that was that was just a little, like they say, that was a little red meat for the base. A little red meat for the base, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lynette, like, wifey says his ex-wife is there to keep an eye on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that whole entire situation, that's just people trying to be greedy, hold on to what they got. You know, that's assuming that there will be some return to normalcy here. If the shit don't go back to normal, if there's a real uprising, all of that, you know, all that chemical bank money y'all got, all that digital dough y'all got, we're going to see what it's worth. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see what it's worth. You know, it's no more it's no more vacations to go on. It's no more shoes to buy. It's none, none of that shit right now. So what is your wealth worth? What what is your money worth? What is your economic what is your economic uh stand that you can place in this economy, in this world, in this war? You know, we all trying to support black businesses as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? I say that one of the key ways that we need to support black businesses is by being employed by them. You know what I'm saying? We need to be the people cutting the checks. Cause there's a lot of of us that are heavily dependent on a check from them. And if that joint does not come, we are in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have been in that life before. I'm not currently, but I'm glad that, like, I do have a skill. But it still worries me because there's some health risks now associated with practicing my skill. However, yo, if we ever return to some type of old economy where it's about bartering and it's about, you know, usefulness and about people being able to, have the skills to take, you know, things to the next level, I want to be very useful in that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that the influencers, the preachers, the um, the life coaches, all of those people, I don't think they're going to have a place in the new paradigm of discussions that we have. In. Like, even all these protesting shit, bro, I don't give a fuck about your slogan because now we have really exposed a lot of these people as cap. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. Look, everybody know how to get angles. Everybody know how to get close to the action with their camera on Instagram so it looks all of a sudden like it's this big, crazy thing. CNN is making it look like it's this big, crazy thing. It's not, G. It's just life. And it's regular, degular police oppression. But if you allow them to escalate it according to their definition of the narrative, then it'll be something different. And I don't think any of us are really, really prepared to deal with that. But we can be. So be thoughtful. Think about it. Again, I haven't closed my show with this in a while, but I have to say, things work out the best for the ones that make the best of the way things work out. So all of this shit is, yes, disparaging and upsetting and all of that. And we're all emotionally spent. But don't allow your emotions to put you in a position of compromise. And allow your emotions to get you hurt, man. For real. We need all of y'all. Be safe. Respect. Love. Peace. Black Broadway Podcast, The Core Report. Episode 10, baby. Got a minute left, so we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to read some of these comments, and I'm going to holler. Peace. <laughs>